morning, everyone. Good morning and welcome to Old Providence Associate Rep And what a blessing it is to be with you. Years and years. It doesn't matter which it is. Some bustle to stop in the distress. make a few announcements. First off, thank you all so much to those ship and the carols. It really was now if you missed the dinner you did miss PM okay six PM tonight Please make plans to join us. So we're going to be worshiping together on Christmas Day. It's going to be a little bit different. Have Sunday school. We're not going to have. But we're going to spend time singing carols. We're going to spend time worshiping. And I really do believe it will be a blessing to you. So, other announcements. There are some housekeeping. Then please do. Um, from the left side first. That would be. table right over here. Now, one more announcement. Today is a special day, not only because it's the fourth Sunday of Advent, but also because we have new members. There they are. Thomas and Cheryl, please stand up as we welcome you. They met with the session and joined this morning, so we welcome you. What an encouragement you both are to me and to our congregation. And as you take this step of faith, we are just delighted that you have chosen to join us officially. Now, uh, I'd encourage everybody to extend to them the right. Different things are happening, but I'll let. As Donna leads us in the prayer. Our call to
the King of kings and the Lord of lords. is formally established it cannot be shaken up Lord the floods have lifted up their voice the floods lift up see the Lord on high holiness adorns your house It is His majesty that we our hymnals and stand together as we
may be seated. And confess the Apostles' Creed. your word, that you are robed in majesty, that your strength is unparalleled, not just as those things that you you've set this time apart, you have worked things. So that we are here thank you for loving us so much stop and to focus on your love on your mercy without you, Father, though. We, we need your Holy Spirit to guide us. Be with us in this time that it might be pleasing to you. In heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now as we say the Apostles' Creed together, let me ask you, Christian. And in Jesus Christ, his only of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, and the life everlasting. O little town of Bethlehem, number one.
I don't know if we're going to make it today. Let's see. Scooch over, John, and let your sister in. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Well, that was kind of delayed. Can we? See y'all this morning. You act like you're tired. Y'all tired this morning? A little bit tired? Yeah, a little bit. That's okay. I know that some of y'all will be singing in our Christmas program, and I'm excited to hear that tonight. Are y'all out of school yet? No. Your teachers think it's even better than you do. <laughs> I usually... But, y'all, there's so much going on. All the presents. That we don't forget what. Christmas. Yes, there's, there's lots of. over here to remind us right remember we've gone through some of the ones already Isaiah chapter 9 says that Jesus is the wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father and the prince of peace and so we can place our hope in him we can trust in him right that's what that first candle burning represents appeared when Jesus came and so, we ought to love God and we should love others. Remembering. And that's exactly right, to save us, right. Now, Jesus loves us so much that he takes care of us. Romans 8.34, it says that Jesus is seated right now beside God. If you ever wonder what Jesus is doing, Jesus is in heaven right now, right beside God. And you know what he's doing? He is interceding. That's a fancy word for saying He's sticking up for you and me and all of his people. He's praying for us. He's and we should have love. But there's another candle burning there, a pink one, a pink candle. That's the one I want to talk about today. You know, because Jesus does so much for us, because we can place our trust in him Should we have sad faces all the time? Should we have bad attitudes? No, we should be, what's a good word? We should be happy. Happy is a good word. There's another word for it. Good. Good. We should be good. Because joy encompasses all those things. Now, joy is a tricky word. Sometimes people think it means happy, and it can lead to satisfied. It's being content, knowing that happens, 
that he's always right there. The pink candle represents the shepherds, right? It's called the shepherd's candle because after they heard the good news of Jesus, they went around and they told everybody about it because they were filled with joy. Now, again, there's lots of wonderful things about Christmas, but what I don't want you all to forget is to be hopeful, to trust in Jesus. I don't want you to forget to love God and to love other people, but I also don't want you to forget to be joyful. remember that too. Let me pray for you. Our Father, I thank you for these children. I pray that you would help them and us to be joyful people. We of all people should be joyful. Help us to show other people to be filled with joy. And I pray There we go. You guys got it. All right, as they're being dismissed, let's take this time to go to our Lord in silent prayer, and then I'll lead us in the pastoral prayer. Let's go to him. going down the hall to silence to stillness oh our hearts are filled with joy and with gratitude gratitude for all the things that you have done for us for the fact again that you brought us here as I've just talked about with the children for the fact that you care for this gratitude we do have joy the abiding content and we are your people oh father as we consider this time of the year this time where we turn our attention to the advent of our lord to his coming we pray that you would help us to be ever mindful in as much as it's possible for us to. Ever mindful of the sacrifice that you have made for us. And that sacrifice came. Not because we did anything to deserve it. In fact, we did the exact opposite. For as we come, we come as sinners. Handed us not to do, but instead we've done. And as we consider all the things that you said we ought to do, but we didn't, we are reminded that you are the holy God and we are not. And yet,
righteousness of Jesus Christ. We praise you for this salvation. We praise you for this hope, for this love, for this joy. And as has been said already, we pray that you would work in our hearts that we would exhibit these things. That we would spread the joy of Christmas, which is the joy of Jesus Christ. As we consider the world around us that gropes in darkness, that looks for the genuine article and everything from toys that were made 50 years ago to Christmas specials and music on the radio, in terms of offering true joy all of Christ the eternal one while we enjoy this time of the year father we pray that you would help us to be ever mindful of these things and ever ready to proclaim your goodness certainly we face challenges to this we think about those that are struggling with physical illness, and we pray that you would bless them with healing and bring them back to us soon. We think about those who are struggling in other ways. Perhaps it's emotionally. Perhaps it's spiritual. And a real sense of your presence, that we would know how much you love us, and in turn, you have called us to do this is what the world around us needs to lives we can't do anything without you as your son said he's the vine we're the branches if we're cut off we just wither as it is with the promise of the holy spirit the one who is our counselor and our advocate the one who illuminates the way forward we pray that by your light we would go forth, recognizing you, proclaiming you, and basking in We pray it all in Christ's name. And now as we come to the portion of the service where we collect tithes and offerings, we pray also that you would offer your blessings in these ways, that you would bless the gift, that you would bless the giver, that you would use these funds for the furtherment of your kingdom and for your purposes, that you would be glorified. And we pray these things in Christ's name as well. Amen. I'll ask the ushers to come forward.
Thank you so much, choir. What an excellent room. About anything, or at least that what you're excited about, ooh, it's only temporary. Never lasts. But what a wonderful reminder. Thank you. Away from Christmas. So again, Merry Christmas. have been to me our sanctuary so beautifully decorated with singing the christmas carols the different events we've had all of them have been wonderful and also i hope that you have enjoyed our times together in god's different candles burning before you and our advent wreath represent It means to come into, right? In our context and in much of the world, the term Advent is reserved. Save us from our sins. And again, each week we light a different candle in our wreath that symbolizes a different aspect of Jesus coming into the world, taking on flesh, making his dwelling among us. As I alluded to with the children, that first candle that's burning represents hope. And we found this for ourselves in Isaiah chapter 9 with the great prophecy of the coming Christ. The second. Where we learned that it was at Christmas that God's love for mankind. Candle, the pink candle, the shepherd's candle. And it represents joy. Oh, the joy that they had as a result. It was joy that, that was so immense that they had to tell other people. And of course, we... It makes sense, don't they? The, the hope, the love, the joy. For what greater hope is there than in the King of Kings? And we see then the fact that God loved us so much he sent his one and only son for us. And again, that this life is not all there is. But not only about what happens in the next life, the joy of the newness of life now, of having purpose. My goodness, just... The fact that we are a part of God's grand redemptive plan. The fact that he's allowed us to be a part of this. Think about the different things the world pursues and how 
bankrupt and dead end they are. How they end up being such disappointments. We have been called to help usher in the kingdom of God. When everything wrong will be made right. What greater joy. All of these components that we've been focusing on make perfect sense, right? Turn with me in your day. While Christmas is indeed all about hope and love and joy, candle burning before you represents. And we're going to let's go to our Lord for help because we need him. Our Father, as we come to would indeed illuminate the way forward, turn the lights on for us to see for this time that lies before us, not just a time for a You are our audience, all of our audience now, Father. And as we come into this time, we face spiritual realities and we need you. The evil one attacks, reminding us of our sin, pointing out the different things that we have to do and, and Father, I know that everybody's got things going on. You know better than we do. The fact that it's Christmas time, tis the season to be busy. And yet, Father, you have called us here. So please work in our hearts by your Holy Spirit that we would see the truth of your word and so that we would see how it applies. So Matthew chapter 1, beginning in... this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his What was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Translated, God with us. When Joseph woke up, with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. Holy, inerrant, and infallible word. Do you see what the fourth candle burning before you represents? Well, consider what we've just read, this story. And it is a story, 
But remember that it's a true story. We picked up. And our Lord's genealogy, the number of perfection, seven, is repeated over and over again in our passage. Seven, two times over, were the generations. Seven, two times over, were the generations from the exile to Jesus. And in all those generations, but how this drones on, why does this genealogy matter? Well, we don't have the time, but each name interesting stories connected besides. Take, for instance, that though Matthew you find some interesting women represented, women like find Uriah the Hittite and though his wife's name wasn't mentioned we know that his where we started reading today you find sort of the precursor to the Christmas story on the events leading up to Christmas his emphasis, if you will, is on what happened, not with the birth story itself, but instead what transpired prior to our Lord's birth. And just what was that? Well, if you had to pick a word to describe, to describe what's going on in our passage, I think only one word does, it will do, and that's scandal. Scandal is what happened. Though not fully public, it was scandal, what happened nonetheless. As we just read from verse 18, it says, The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant. But as we read, Joseph doesn't know about that at that point. Now, you may be wondering why I care. Of a woman becoming pregnant before she's married isn't near the scandal that it used to be. I get that. In fact, oftentimes... And it's seen as perfectly normal, even advisable by most, for folks to live... But then again, worldly wisdom has also come up with the term starter marriage. Leads to marriages falling apart and lives getting destroyed every day. Before she got married, it ought to be. Our current system is. We're thinking about this in modern eyes, you know, December 18th, 2022, or seeing this with modern eyes. If you consider verse 18 in light of the fact that this took place some 
wine 2,000 years in the Middle East. To this day, women are killed, usually by their own families, for becoming pregnant out of wedlock. Women are even killed for having the audacity of being raped. than to be dishonored. And you almost never hear about it in the news. There are watchdog groups This is going on today. Uh, rewind to 2016, a pregnant parents for becoming pregnant out, pregnant out of wedlock. What do you find? Interestingly enough, though you do find scandal, you find Joseph, too. He decided to divorce Mary privately. Now, we need to be careful about this. And in no way is this Joseph saying, hey. That isn't what makes Joseph a righteous man here. Some say, oh, because Joseph was a righteous man, he didn't do anything. Married to Mary, who was pregnant out of wedlock, with, as he presumed, another man's child because he. So merciful. And so he decided to divorce. They were betrothed, just not married yet. Joseph deciding to divorce Mary quietly and show mercy. Look at verse 20. It says, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. So pausing right there, to translate God through the angel of the Lord came to Joseph and said, forget about what you had planned to do. Because I'm married that was from the Holy Spirit and not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife. And so, as we read in verses 24 and 25, when Joseph He named the child Jesus, and our passage ends by pointing to the Christian. God told Joseph, as we read in verse 20, to not be afraid to take Mary as his wife. That's not all he said. God didn't just leave it at Conceived of the Holy Spirit. What God told him revealed. That God told Joseph to give that child. Changed everything. Either. You know, we see the angel of the Lord throughout the Old Testament. Not everybody listened to the angel of the Lord. Some even put God to the test like Gideon and so. 
conceived of the Holy Spirit. And what was that? What makes this child so birth to a son? Matthew 1, 21. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now, in our reading, at this point, Matthew actually pulls away. Matthew quotes Isaiah 7, 14. In verses 22 and 23, it's almost like you pull away from the story and Matthew is the narrator and he says, Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son and they will name him Emmanuel. And all of that is true. But realize that this is what Matthew is saying to those reading this. This is what God's word is saying to us. But that's all he needed. Why? Well, realize, first off, him being called a righteous man, this is not said in guile. He really was. He was a righteous man indeed, and all he needed was a word from the Lord, and he would listen. But Joseph got so much more when God revealed that this child I wanted to do what? The one who would save his people from their sins. This child. Because that name means. We know that salvation is found in no one else. There is. But it is that salvation that is understand hope and love and joy. This is salvation, the only salvation. Burns and all the other hope. There is no love, there is no joy, for it is in it is in salvation. In Jesus Christ alone. Again, it's in his salvation that he not only brings peace, but as we read from what the fourth candle burning before you represents today, the peace Do you recognize peace and what the world thinks of peace, you might miss it. If that's your thing, knock yourself out, right? One guy is probably Santa Claus in it and there's always a dog and a small town girl finding herself. If that's your thing, fine. But y'all, that's not really peace. 
It's a sham. It, it, it's just made up. Even the best that the world has to offer about peace. You hear about, remember the World War I truce at Christmas? Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful... It, it just makes you emotional to think about in World War I, that Christmas Eve truce where, where, where soldiers stopped killing each other in the trenches long enough to celebrate Christmas. There was not only a World War I, there was a World War II. You see, if our concept of peace is based on what we see in the world alone, then it's always going to be... ...that he brought... Now you might say, salvation from what? This world from the disappointment of life that gruels on and never seems to change. The point and are so expensive. We need salvation from ourselves, from the sin. God, you must be holy. And either you will earn your holiness or it will be provided for you in Jesus Christ alone. Any of this is even possible is because of what Matthew reveals here. That behold... Is God with us? The only way that this works, the only up and just show us what to do. You know, some people get it all wrong. And they say, oh yes, Jesus came to save the world. need an example. We needed a substitute. Sin that we had earned. In the manger, it was completed on the cross. Because though it may look like we're battling with each other, it may look like we're always wins. Yet in Jesus Christ, we have peace that is forever. Peace that overrides and consumes the cruel, broken, Christmas. Do you know the peace of Jesus Christ? Do 
will never really celebrate Christmas. Is in that verse that Jesus came to save. It's like I said with the kids. Salvation, it should be transformative. It should because I have three back at me. I struggle with this too. He purchased our redemption, which is the best thing. To trust in him, to obey and to leave the consequences to him. And when you do that. And if you are here today and you know that you do. The free offer of the gospel. Know the peace that passes. And you will know the peace of Christmas. Help us, please, Father, to not lose. Help us to remember what for those of us who know that peace, let us. Please give it. And for those who do not know you, it came upon the
Remember, next week we will be together at 10 a.m. Our service tonight is at 6 o'clock. We would love to have you. After the benediction, please remain standing for the choral response. Now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon your face 